0: to nathan out loud i'm your host nathan trainer thank you for listening to nathan out loud you can follow this podcast on my website nathanoutloud.com you can also find me on twitter at nathan out loud, and please email your comments and suggestions to me at comments at nathanoutloud.com. In episode four of Nathan Out Loud, I discussed the events of the Rob, Arnie, and Don show on KRXQ in Sacramento, California. In response to that, along with the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, Kim Pearson from Trans Youth Family Allies led the effort to ensure that KRXQ and Rob and Arnie to be held responsible for their words and tone of the May 28th show and their follow-up response. Kim Pearson is the executive director and co-founder of Trans Youth Family Allies and also the national board president for PFLAG Transgender Network. She first dedicated her energy into GLBT support and advocacy and education as the founder and president of her local PFLAG chapter when her youngest of three children came out as a lesbian in 2005. Eighteen months later, she found herself facilitating that same child's transition to living life as a young man. Fueled by her passion for ensuring respect and equal rights for children like hers, she co-founded TYFA, the first and only national organization that supports, educates, and advocates exclusively for gender-variant and transgender children. In its short history, TYFA has provided support to over 100 families and training to hundreds of GLBT organizations, service professionals, and government officials all over the U.S. TYFA and their families have been featured on several local and national radio programs and national regional television and numerous print articles. Thank you, Kim, for joining me on this special follow-up episode of Nathan Out Loud. Before we get started on uh, the Rob and Arnie and Don show, tell us a little bit about trans youth family allies.
1: Well, the first thing I need to tell you, if we have to keep saying Trans Youth Family Allies, or TYFA, during this interview, we're both going to get really tired. <laughs> so, so let's just jump to calling the organization TYFA, Okay. Okay. Which, which, what we do in everyday life, so that we can preserve our our brain cells and everything else. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so, Question again was, how did I what?
0: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about Typha. How did you get it started? Um, It mentioned you were a co-founder. Who did you found it with?
1: Um, Some more moms, some moms with transgender children. Um, We met on the internet. We were talking about, um, you know, what do we do? Is your child like this? My child does this. Does your child do that? You know, we sort of found each other and started bonding. And we started. Um, you know, we were struggling together. We were struggling over the lack of information that was out there. So the lack of any kind of resources, like how do you find a doctor to talk to or Mm -hmm. a counselor to talk to, you know, what do you do? And, um, and somewhere along the line in our struggle, we went from, from struggling to really getting kind of upset and angry Mm -hmm. that, that we couldn't find what we needed to help our kids and we also started to realize that as we were solving the problems we were solving them differently and more quickly and with a lot less angst than some of the other parents and that's not a judgment you know mm-hmm. that was an observation is that we had really good problem solving skills and not Everyone does. And that realization sort of brought us to this epiphany of maybe we should use our problem solving skills to figure out how to help and make this better for others. And use our problem solving skills to establish a repository of accurate information and resources and support. And all those kinds of things for all parents who are, you know, who have a gender variant or a transgender child. So six months after we first met on the Internet, we launched the website and told free number for Typo.
0: That's great. Yeah. I, And my experience um, in working with the transgender community and you know, kind of introducing family and friends to, uh, you know, transgender friends of mine, Misinformation and lack of education are the two biggest problems. So, you know, I think that you are definitely onto something there.
1: Well, that's why we have, you know, on our brochure, right on the front of our brochure, our byline says, understanding through education. Because that's what we felt like it all boiled down to. That to, you know, to gain that kind of understanding, empathy, compassion, you know, whatever you were looking for you were going to have to educate people because there's just some there are so many myths and so much misunderstanding out there that you that's where you have to start with is with education so that's always been like the mainstay of what we're doing
0: that's re- that's great really important so how did you become aware of the initial show of rob arnie and dawn uh that contained the offensive and abusive language
1: let's see um there was a local northern California a transgender woman um who had heard the show and of course was upset and um and you know distressed about it um and she sent the information to Autumn Sandeen. Mm-hmm. Who I know well from from you know just from doing the kind of work I do. I know a lot of people, and and Autumn's one of them. And Autumn immediately forwarded it to me, and I get a lot of email, and I didn't look at it right away. Mm-hmm. And and then she and she had also, I think at that point she may have forwarded it to Glad. I don't know, but it was in my inbox. Well, when I when I actually opened it. I went a little bit nuts. <laughs> I'm sure. I listened to it and I just, um, I had a real problem with it, a real problem with it. And rather than just sending an email to GLAAD, I picked up the phone and I started calling anybody and everybody at, in GLAAD offices all over the United States that I knew <laughs> and sending email, what are we going to do? This is, we, you know, We cannot, you know, we can't look the other way. Because a lot of times, you know, things are said and done, and and particularly, you know, by um, some oppositional religious organizations, not naming any names, but, you know, and a lot of that, we just let it go. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't address it. That could be a full-time job if we addressed everything that they printed. But this was different. This was different in a lot of ways. It was different because, It was so public. It reached so many people. And it was really something we felt, not only was it derogatory, we felt it could incite other people. And that same, during the course of that same week, I had read in the Sacramento Bee that their um, statistics for violence against children, domestic violence against children, was skyrocketing, and they were talking about whether it was due to the economy, and as the discussion went on about that, they said that it was kind of like, you know, somebody being out of a job is stressful enough, and if you add any other stressors, it just pushes them over the edge, and I just sort of rolled that right into, you mean like having a little boy who wears nail polish, Mm -hmm. you know, and how easy would it be for This person already stressed out from losing their job, not being able to put food on the table, listening to Rob and Arnie on the show, their little boy walks out and has on nail polish. And it's not very much of a leap to see that child getting smacked around at that moment in time, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, that I could see that so clearly in my mind.
0: Absolutely, especially when it would, you know, if it were so fresh in their mind, you know, I mean, just after hearing that show, you know.
1: Exactly. And I just, I thought, this is not one of those ones where we can look the other way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started talking to the folks at Glad. I talked to my board of directors, because um, we don't like to give a lot of energy to negative things. We like to do really positive work and mm-hmm. people really positive spin you know on life and, and any topic but this was one we just really didn't feel we could look the other way. they had crossed the line and they had crossed the line in such a gross and negligent way that we couldn't let it go
0: yeah, so, to, to give a little background um, they had been discussing a story of a, uh, a child in Omaha Nebraska that uh, was featured on CNN correct?
1: Right.
0: Uh, Can you share a little bit of background of that story? I actually haven't heard, been able to hear the episode or, you know, the show of Rob, Arnie, and Don where the the conversation happened because it appears they've taken it off their website. Um,
1: Oh, we can hook you up.
0: Okay. (laughs) I would appreciate that. I've, you know, I've read transcripts and, you know, and, and that. So I know that it was incredibly, you know, demeaning and...
1: It was bad. It was really bad. It was one of the worst I've ever heard. Um, yeah, the the family in Omaha um, had done some media. They had, There was, you know, video and they've done a lot of interviews and, and we've been in correspondence with them pretty much the whole time and um, you know, they, they spun off from that and just started talking about you know, poor parenting is what causes this and and um you know you just don't allow this and that and the other and you know you know throw something at the kid to you know bring him to their senses and it just it was really bad and you know the family in omaha had had to take their child out of school they the child went to parochial school always had the church would not let allow them to still be there the kid has lost all of their friends um you know and there was you know, there was no empathy for their situation at all. It was just, you know, these these people should be beaten down. You know, and if they basically, if they lived, if the kid lives to be 18 and gets out on the street, you don't have to worry about it because society will beat them down. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's just a license to to violence, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's what all some people need. To, you know, because some will say, oh, well, I don't have that kind of power. I can't, you know, I can't cause someone to do anything with my words." But you know what? When they're 99.9% of the way there, comments like that in their worldview give them permission. Not only gives them permission, gives them encouragement mm-hmm. to take that last step and to cross that line themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, that's why we felt it was so important.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, I mean, even the the obstacles and the hurdles that the transgender community already has in place just because of society to add that kind of rhetoric, uh, you know, really isn't ins- it incites, you know, horrible things. So uh, after
1: there was also, you know, Nathan, there was also so much misinformation that was talked about on the show, you know, mm-hmm. things being like, well, you know, there were not before 40 years ago, there weren't any transgender people. You know, I mean, there was just stuff that was like, wow, you're getting it so wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's not true. <laughs> I'm just making
0: things up as they go along, unfortunately.
1: Well, and, and Rob is Rob is someone, you know, his, his role on that show is he's the smart one. He's the one who does his research, okay? Mm-hmm. He's both, that's his role, his persona on the show. And, you know, I, I wanted to say, Rob, you're missing the boat here. You didn't do your research. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, well, we yeah, and after, uh, you know, the initial response, um, you know, the, there was kind of an outcry, not only from their listeners, but, you know, Current, around the world, from what I understand, you know, the, the radio station received, uh, you know, a response for either an apology or a correction or something along those lines. And they yeah. failed to do that.
1: Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you about that was the, what we just talked about was the beginning. Right. And then the, the middle where where Autumn Sandine was the first. Um, she's a blogger. Mm-hmm. Uh, blend. Um, And she was the first one to actually write anything about this and put it up on Pam's house blend. And in conjunction with this, I was the first one to jump on Facebook, my social networking tool, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. all of our social networking tool
1: (laughs) and say, um, have a listen to this and tell me what you think. I didn't tell anybody what to do. And I want to make that perfectly clear. Um, because one of the points that we made during the show is just as the Rob, Arnie, and Don show have their right to freedom of speech, so do we. Mm-hmm. They use theirs. We use ours. That's how this all happened. It is the power of words that drove everything. Autumn wrote the story. I asked the question. And from that point forward, it took on a life of its own. People listened. They were outraged. Other suggestions were made. Other questions were asked. I was asked, can we go after their advertisers? Can we do this? Can we do that? I don't know. Here's a list. You know, I never said destroy them, get them fired, you know, anything like that. If you want, all I did was provide information. If you would like to contact their advertisers, if you would like to contact the station manager, if you would like to contact the parent company, I provided all that information. I'm very good at problem solving. Yes. (laughs) You know, so I kept providing information and hundreds, probably thousands and thousands of people jumped on this. They felt so compelled and so passionate about showing another point of view, presenting another point of view, and having their voices heard, that it just took on a life of its own, which brought us to the second show, mm-hmm. because they started getting the feedback, and basically it was, you guys are all a bunch of whiny babies. Get over it. That was the second show. They had the opportunity, and we had talked to them at that point with Glad, you know, mm-hmm. Glad. We had talked to them and they said, we'll do a second show. We'll talk about it again. You know, tune in kind of thing. And we tuned in and we're like, you can't be serious. You had an opportunity to step up and do the right thing. And we agreed that let's give them an opportunity to stand up and do the right thing. Let's take a wait and see attitude at this point. And. And basically, they said, "To hell with you." Wow. You know, you're, you're. We didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong, and we're not going to apologize. And you know, you're all a bunch of morons. You know, that kind of kind of how it came across. Wow, that was the wrong thing to say and do at that point in time.
0: Right, because you know, there comes a time where you need to be held responsible for your words especially when you have an audience uh you know to to that magnitude um and you know kind of that kind of bully pulpit in a way um you know and with that um when, you know when they failed to apologize then it kind of, you know people kind of decided that they needed to turn up the heat um you know and and hold them responsible
1: uh, what's up and boy did they
0: yeah <laughs> and uh, and with that, um, you know, was it nine advertisers pulled, pulled out from the show, uh, within just a number, a couple days?
1: By the, yeah, by the time we got there, I think it was a total of 12. Wow. I think it was almost half of their advertisers.
0: Wow. That, and I, you know, I think that that speaks volumes to not only, you know, how we can use our voices, but also kind of the support of our allies, you know, and, and that kind of corporate America gets it in a sense, um, you know, is
1: getting it. Getting getting it. it
0: right. So, um, and so at what point were you invited to the show?
1: Well, when, at this point they were getting, um, their phone lines were, I'm guessing they were getting calls nonstop it was you know you tried to call and it was kind of hard to get through and that sort of thing um all of them were getting emails they were getting a station was getting faxes. um intercom corporate was being deluged all of the sponsors were being being deluged everywhere i mean it was just people were coming out of the woodwork with something to say about this and and since there had been no apology um it some people were inappropriate and that was never um, asked for nor encouraged. In fact, anyone pretty much who wrote about this said, you know, if you're if you're going to take any action, please be respectful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's the other thing that happened on the second show is that they sort of picked and choose letters that supported their point of view. Um, and and they only read the letters from what I would call the nut job. Mm -hmm. You know, they only read the letters from the person who wrote in and and said, you know, that you you should be shot or whatever like that. And a lot of people sent us copies of the letters as well. And they were very good letters. They were very well written. They had historical references. They were written by um, uh, pediatricians and war veterans and, you know, people from... um, who had outstanding careers and out, you know, stood out in the community, service to the community and things, things like that, and none of those letters were read mm-hmm. on the end during the second show. So it really was even more maligning than it could have been because there was no balance of letters. Yeah, and uh, you know, so they they did get a huge backlash after that, and one of the things that I really try to make sure that everyone on that show understood As even though I was there representing transgender children and youth, I wanted them to really clearly understand that I would have been just as likely to have been there if they had done the same thing towards autistic children or children with multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. or anything. I said, you You know, none of you are parents, and I want to make sure you really clearly understand this. It is an unwritten societal law. (laughs) You don't go after children. Say anything you want about adults, but you don't go after children. And when you cross that line, people are going to come after you. Every time. Yeah. And I hope they got that. I hope they got that.
0: Uh you know, in listening to the show, I I really do think they got that and it was really an educational experience for everyone involved. Um and I I think that it really is an opportunity for the community and you know just anyone concerned with children's health, you know, to to kind of educate the public and continue this dialogue. Um and I know that you are incredibly busy and kind of harnessing the energy of that um, to to spread the word. Uh, How do you feel the best approach is? I think you kind of touched on it already, you know, in education and civil dialogue. Um, But for those who are kind of new to advocacy or, you know, even having these conversations, what do you think is the best approach?
1: Well, the very best initial approach is I would always recommend, if you don't know about transgender children, Um, If you're not sure whether you do or not, go to our website and read everything that is there and listen to every radio broadcast that's there. Look at every video that is there. There is such a wealth of information. You will be astounded. There are magazine articles, articles from doctors, just, just a whole host of really, really good information. There's a an hour-long interview that I did with Equality Arizona. Um, there is another, I think it's a two-hour interview that I did with Ace London on his show, London Calling. Um, you could get a real crash course on transgender children by spending some time getting intimate with our website, which is www.imatyfa dot o r g, or if you just Google Trans Youth Family, it'll come up.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll definitely put a link to that on my website uh, at nathanoutloud.com dot um, And during the show, um, the mother of the child in Omaha actually called in, uh, Joni, and she. Just, right, I want to
1: show you how that happened really quick. Yeah. She <laughs> she was listening to the show, and she. She, the phone lines were, I mean, they only took a few calls. Those phone lines were lit up the whole time. Everybody and their monkey's uncle wanted on that show. <laughs> and um, Joni actually sent me a text message um, <laughs> while I was being interviewed and said, can you get me on? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so I wrote a note to Rob, you know, and slipped it to him. You know, while we're talking, while we're answering questions, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, looking at me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls somebody in from the, you know, sound booth or whatever it is. And he gives the note to them. And so then we write notes back and forth. How do I get a hold of her and everything? That's how we got her on the show.
0: That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he felt, I mean, he felt the same way I did. She needed an opportunity to speak to this. It all started with them talking about her. Right. And her kid so that's how she got on there
0: yeah that's i and i think she handled it beautifully i mean i was incredibly she's impressed with with how she handled it
1: she's one of us she's fabulous yeah
0: <laughs> and she discussed a book um and i know that it was part of the piece on uh on cnn uh-huh. uh, t- uh, tell us a little bit about that book
1: there is a book called the transgender child um and It has a lot of information in it compiled from interviews with um, families who have gender-variant and transgender children. It's a pretty pretty good book, and actually it's the only book of its kind that's out there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is kind of a Bible for a lot of families because, like I said, it is the only book that's out there. There are other books of stories and things like that, but this is the only book that's out there that kind of gives you some tools for for what to do mm-hmm. and what, like a pro. This process might look like how you might talk to your school, things like that. Um, the only thing I would say though is to remember that your location makes a difference the environment that you live in and the political climate and everything where you live. And so it's not a one size fits all. And so you can't just like open the book and say, well, it says do this. Let's do this. Right. You have to look at it and say, well, it says do this. Is that, is that something that's likely to fly where I live? Because something that um, will fly if you live in, um, you know, Sacramento, California, for example, when talking to your school, because California has a lot of protective law, and you took that same information and tried to plug it in in Wichita, Kansas, you're not going to have the same result. I can guarantee that. So I, uh, it's really important for people to understand that uh, a book is a starting point.
0: Right. And kind of a resource. And, you know, I think that's why your organization really is important and could step in at that point, you know, and kind of be a resource and support network because it brings families together, you know, that have gone through it as well.
1: Together because we have an online support group where the, where the parents can talk to each other and sort out their feelings and, Talk about what they're doing and what people have done and what has worked and what hasn't worked. And and one of the things that they do talk about is, okay, this is where I live. I live in this really conservative community and it's like this and it's like that. And my kid goes to the school where there are only 12 other students in their classroom and they compare notes and what, you know, has worked for other people. And that's a really important piece of it. And when we go... To help families in school, not everyone is, um, not everyone is comfortable, um, say, going to a school principal and advocating for the rights of their child. They, they, they get upset, they forget what they want to say, or they get angry and say more than they meant to say, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And that's where we because we can be the calm voice of reason with the facts and the figures and the ideas. And, you know, we can partner with the school and help them figure out how to make this successful for all of their students. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the most important thing is the the child's health.
1: Yeah. And we don't charge families for these services. They don't have to worry, like, if they need an attorney, how are we going to pay for it? Mm -hmm. We need someone to do advocacy and education, let's call TYFA, because they're going to come and do it, and it's not going to cost me any money.
0: Yeah, that's great. And your organization is purely based on generous contributions, um, which obviously can be made at org.
1: Or on Facebook, on our Facebook cause. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. That's another way. Um, you know, I,
1: have, I wanna I wanna make a clear point here too, is that um, there there's even misinformation out there about our organization and how it's funded and you know, um, the one big thing that um, I think people need to know is that we don't pay anyone a salary. We're all volunteer. Mm-hmm. So you know, people like you, Nathan, say, "Oh my gosh, you're here, you're there, you're everywhere, da 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 da." Yeah, and it's all out of the goodness of my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't collect. Any, well, we all we all say that um, I get a seven-figure salary. <laughs> seven <laughs> zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, I get one zero more than the rest of the staff. They get six zeros. I get seven because you know I'm the executive director. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So we there's we don't have any overhead. We we operate in cyberspace. We don't have a storefront. We don't you know, we don't pay rent or mortgage or any of those kinds of things. We have an answering system for our hotline, which sends us um, instant notification to our cell phone. We pick up those messages and call back. So, you know, we don't have equipment. We don't none of that. So when people make donations and that's where we get our donations is from Individual people. We have no foundations, no grants, okay, none of that. Individual people are what is sustaining us. Mm-hmm. But when anyone writes out a check for even $10, they can know that it goes directly to help these children and their families.
0: Yeah, and I know uh, on Facebook I got a message yesterday from autumn, uh, requesting a birthday wish. Her only birthday wish is contributions on the Facebook cause, uh, for $14. And, you know, that's a night out to eat. And, you know, if that, so I think that anybody that can, you know, even contribute a little amount, it all adds up, uh, for such an important cause. Um, again, it's,
1: I often say, I often say, you know, just, go two lattes this month. That's a $10 donation. And, you know, and if on our Facebook cause now, we have well over 4,000 members. If just for one week, everyone gave $10, think how well-funded our organization would be.
0: Right. And the education that could be provided and the, you know, the reach, uh, you know, again, it's, it, it, these children, you know, I mean, you spoke about on the show, uh, you know, a, a, a child that was going through a transition in a supportive family and um, ended up taking his life. And it wasn't because of the family. It was because of, oh. uh, you know, society. And there's just so much kind of helplessness, um, you know, in in going through that. So the more we can educate, the uh, the more people we can reach and more hearts we can change, um, you know, the safer environment for the children is going to be. So very important work. Um, Again, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, The website, imatyfa.org. And what's the phone number?
1: Um, The phone number is 1-888. You're going to love it. (laughs) I-M-A-T-Y-F-A.
0: Very easy. (laughs) <laughs> impossible to forget that so well we appreciate your time kim uh we know you are incredibly busy and uh, appreciate your your contribution so thanks can
1: you, again can i give one little last shout out absolutely to, to arizona listeners particularly in october i am participating with a group of other trans transgender um allied organizations we're putting on a an event called Transform Arizona. And I just want to put that out there because it is an educational event where which everyone is invited to. If you feel like you don't know very much about transgender people, this is the transgender community inviting you to come and hang out with us and learn.
0: Yeah, I and think a- that's the most important
1: Yeah. Getting that exposure. It's really going to be fabulous. And we're going to have some great guests there. And I wish I had notes in front of me on it. But just, you know, Google Transform Arizona, and you'll find out it's going to be fabulous. And it's in October.
0: That's great. I appreciate that information. And I'll definitely link to that on NathanOutloud.com as well. So
1: uh, we'll (laughs) have
0: all of that information available for the listeners. uh, And, you know, hopefully we can get the word out there. And again, change some hearts and minds and, uh, you know, kind of make this a, a safer place for, for children going through transition. And uh, again, thank you, Kim. We appreciate your time. And
1: you, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Take care.
0: You too. Well, that's it for this episode of Nathan Out Loud. Please be sure to check out nathanoutloud.com for the latest updates, as well as check me out on Twitter at twitter.com slash nathanoutloud. Remember to email your comments and suggestions to comments at nathanoutloud.com, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at nathanoutloud on iTunes. Remember, everyone, come out, be out, and live out loud. We'll talk to you soon on Nathan Out Loud.